Hello everybody, it's Melissa. I am back and I have a lot going on and I'm going to just give you guys a little life update today. I don't know if you guys enjoy these life update episodes. I don't feel like I've done too many of them, but sometimes I just have a lot of stuff going on and I'm like, you know, I feel like I just need to like update in general what's going on in my life. So if you don't like these episodes, sorry, maybe shut it off and just listen to the next one. But uh, for those of you that want to know what's happening in my life, here I am. I'm going to talk about it. So I'm actually not sure how much I've talked about my work my current work situation and past episodes, uh, past recent episodes. Um, I never go back and listen to episodes after I record them. So sometimes, you know, I just like forget what I said (laughs) and I don't know if I'm like repeating information ever, but, um, I, uh, I'll just, so I'll just go over all of it just in case. Um, so I started a nursing job Um, Back in the nursing profession, I got a job working in adolescent and youth acute care mental health. So basically what that means is I was working in a inpatient acute psychiatric facility. So these are for kids. This facility is for kids in crisis, mental health crisis that are... Um, having thoughts of self-harm, having thoughts of um, ending their lives, having violent tendencies, having, you know, it's just a myriad of things going on with these kids ages 12 through 17. So I, I've worked in mental health nursing before and I did not like it a lot. I did it for five, six, seven years maybe. I don't even remember. It was a long time ago because I don't know if you all know this. If you're a newer listener and you haven't listened to all the episodes, you might not know, but I did take like 10 years off from nursing because I got so burned out that I'm just like, I hate nursing. I don't ever want to nurse. I'm done doing this. And I opened my own photography business and I did that for like an entire decade. Um, Then I got tired of running my own business, and so I'm like, cool, I'm going to go back into the workforce. What can I do? I flip-flopped back between a few different things and finally settled on just going back into nursing. I have my LVN, which is like sort of a step below your RN. So for me to get my RN is not that much more school, so I'm like, you know what? I'll just start working as an LVN, go back real quick, get my RN, and uh, then go from there. So the thing is, is now I'm kind of realizing that I haven't really given nursing a fair shot because I know I've recorded episodes before where I'm like, I don't want to be a nurse. I didn't like nursing. It wasn't for me. I want to do something else. But I did spend the bulk of my nursing career doing things that I didn't enjoy doing. And as an LVN, you are somewhat limited in your job options. Um, as an RN, you can do like, there's a, a bajillion things you can do with that. But as an LVN, it's very limited. It's opened up a little bit more in the recent past, just because there is a shortage of RNs. And now people are 
um, hiring LV on, LVNs on more as like support staff for the RNs. So that opens up a little bit more opportunity for us LVNs, but still you have a very like narrow selection um, when you're an LVN. So all that to say, I decided that I was so close to having my RN and having all of these other opportunities open to me that I really feel like I need to give it a fair shot so that's what I'm doing. I'm working towards my RN right now and working as an LVN. So I was working at that mental health facility, but here's the problem. So I worked there for about a month, a month and a half. Um, and then I quit. <laughs> I didn't quit until I had another job secured, but I did quit because I couldn't handle it there. You guys, I, I really, I think I can't do mental health nursing. I got really burned out years ago from doing mental health nursing. And I think mental health nursing is just too much for me uh, for many reasons. Uh, for one, uh, the empathy factor for me. So I know I've done episodes where I've talked about how empathy for me is weird. Certain things I have probably like less empathy than I should. Um, and then in other ways, I'm super empathetic to the point where it's like crippling empathy. You know what I mean? And this is one of those areas where it was like crippling empathy. I can't sit there all day and watch all these kids be in crisis. I just can't. It broke my heart. Every single time I was there, I'm like, damn, these kids are kids. They should be out in the world. Like hanging out with their friends, doing sports, like, I don't know, like, having experiences that teenagers have not in here, locked in, talking about taking their lives, talking about all of their, like, terrible family issues that they're going through. Um, a lot of it was just, like, so, 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 so sad. And I can't. Like, it doesn't help that I have a kid who is around the same age that a lot of those kids were, and it really hit, like, really too close to home for me. It really made me appreciate my daughter, and it really made me talk to her a lot about, like, how much she should appreciate the life and the family that she has, because, holy moly, I just, I didn't realize the amount of, like, messed up stuff that's going on in some people's lives and homes. Hang on, I gotta take a sip of my water. Just a moment. Mm. It's mostly ice at this point. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that was a big part of it. But also the company was a mess. Like just trying to go through training there was so overwhelming because none of their procedures are sort of set in stone. It's like every single person I trained with taught me kind of a different way to do things. And I was like, well, this seems like a recipe for disaster and for like getting my license taken away because how do I know if I'm ever doing it? Like there's certain things that you have to be sure that you're doing right as a nurse. Um, especially like in mental health nursing, you have things like, um, restraint procedures and stuff like that. And if you do something wrong when you're restraining or secluding someone, you could really get in big trouble and even like be prosecuted for things like assault and get your license taken. Like it's serious. And I'm like, I don't feel good about the training that I'm getting here. The The company was ran like they were super disorganized. It just, 
I can't work at a place like that. I'm a very structured, organized person that needs, I need things laid out for me in an organized fashion. I'll do what you need me to do. I'm an easily trainable, smart person, but I can't do it if it's all over the place. So that was like deal breaker number two for me. I was like, this is not the place for me. So I felt really bad because I didn't work there for very long. Like I said, I was still on my training shifts. I hadn't even had like a regular um, shift where I was like working out on the unit on my own. Uh Uh-oh, hang on, I gotta... (coughs) Um, Here's another update. Hang on, I need to take one more sip of water. Another update is um, that it is springtime and it's been really sunny here, which is amazing. But everything's blooming now, and which means y'all know I have the allergies from hell. And uh, that's what's happening right now in my throat. I just feel like I have so much, I have like pollen living in my throat. Hang on, I'm going to take one more sip of water. I'm really sorry, guys. Okay. Mm. My water bottle's doing that thing where all of the ice is like, stuck together at the bottom and I feel like if I take a drink it's all gonna come hit me in the face hang on I'm gonna okay all right okay we're good so sorry you know this podcast is so informal you guys get to hear me do all this weird stuff um so anyway sorry about that thank you for your patience um so I left there And I felt, I did feel bad because I'm a people pleaser and I really did want it to work out, but it just wasn't working out. So I secured another job before I decided to quit there at a hospital where I will be working on the telemetry unit, which is basically like um, the unit in the hospital where people with um, heart problems are admitted to. It's either someone maybe who just had a heart attack or someone who um, is waiting for or had just had heart surgery or... Um, I think we also have a lot of stroke, uh, patients on that unit. Um, people who basically need constant telemetry, which is like constant heart monitoring are on that unit. So, um, I'm going to get a really good taste of what nursing at a, on the medical side of the hospital is like, I've never really worked in that capacity. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it'll be eye opening. uh, Another thing I didn't like about that psych job is it was a lot of sitting around. Um, There wasn't a lot of activity there. A lot of it was just sitting at a computer all day, doing paperwork, charting, stuff like that. Um, This job, I was told when I interviewed uh, that it's it's a busy day. You're going all day. And I'm like, oh, I don't mind that. I'm a busy body. Give me stuff to do, I'll do it. But as I've mentioned in a couple of other episodes, I'm a taskmaster as long as it's achievable like an achievable amount of tasks. Don't overload me. So I'm hoping that the amount of busyness is just the right amount, you know, at this new place. I hope it's not one of those jobs where they're like, get done these 15 tasks, but you only have really have time to do 10 of them, but somehow figure out how to get all of them done. Like jobs like that are not cool. But, you know, if it's just a busy job where I'm kind of like steadily busy all day, cool. Love that. Love that for me. And I think that'll be a really good um, realm for me to thrive in. So um, TBA, I got to go through uh, their corporate orientation. I start that like in a couple weeks here and uh, then I start the job and I'll let you guys know how it's going. Maybe I'll like being a nurse there and I'll change my whole opinion about nursing. 
I honestly really hope I want to like nursing. That would be the easiest, that would be the path of least resistance for me is that I end up like, I end up liking nursing and I can just do that. Um, Plan B is if I don't end up liking nursing, I'll still have my RN in my back pocket just in cases. And uh, maybe, you know, I I still want to work towards some other sorts of, sort of science or math degree. I would really just love to get a math degree and teach math, like at college level. But that would take a master's degree in, in math. And I don't know um, if I have the stamina to do that at my age. I don't know. So we'll see. Anyway, um, on the work side of things, that's kind of how life is going. I'm trying not to get too overwhelmed with um, training for a new job and finishing up this semester of school. This semester of school has been difficult in many ways. It's a microbiology class, which means we're studying uh, mostly bacteria, which is really triggering for me because I do have contamination OCD and I'm really scared of germs. But surprisingly, it's been less triggering than I thought because similarly to when I'm working in the hospital, it is a controlled environment. So I've had people inquire before, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, so excuse me if I'm repeating myself, but people have been like, if you have a germophobia, if you have OCD, related to like bacteria and germs and stuff. Um, you know, how do you work in the medical field? And I'm like, in the medical field is a very controlled environment. You can wear, you're wearing gloves, you're using aseptic technique, you're washing your hands all the time. You can wear a mask, you can wear a gown. No one looks at you twice. If you're like going to the nines to protect yourself, It's called PPE. It's called personal protective equipment. Use it all day long. Everyone's going to applaud you for that. Out in the real world, if you're walking around with gloves and a gown and a mask on and washing your hands 25,000 times a day, um, people are going to think you're, I mean, not for the mask nowadays, like people are wearing masks now all the time, which is great. Um, But like if you're walking around in like full on gear and just, you know what I mean? Like, there are way more uncontrolled germs out in the world, I feel like, than in the hospital where you can kind of like manage it more and control it more. And no, like I said, no one's going to look twice in your direction. Uh, same within the lab, in the microbiology lab. It's a very controlled environment. Um, it, it, it does help that my professor clarified that most of the bacteria that we're working with are not pathogenic. So it won't, that it's not a type of bacteria that will infect you. You still have to be careful Um, there were a couple times when we worked with pathogenic bacteria where he warned us and he's like, wear gloves, wash your hands, don't touch your face, like wipe down your station when you're done. Um, those days I did get kind of nervous, but we still, um, we do still use a lot of like sterile technique, aseptic technique, and it made me feel a lot more comfortable. So anyway, all of that to say the semester in this class wasn't as triggering as I thought it would be. I actually really kind of enjoyed the lab part of it. Um, and it made me feel like, oh yeah, I, I could work in a lab. Like a, a lot of you have actually emailed and reached out to me and told me like, hey, if you don't want to be a nurse, you should consider working in the lab. The problem with that is that I would have to start all over with my schooling to go back to get like my 
uh, some sort of a laboratory techni- technician or laboratory science degree. Um, that might be a thing in my future that I decide to do if I don't uh, find a nursing position that suits me, that I enjoy. Um, but for now, I'm just trying to focus on one thing at a time. So, And that's finishing my nursing degree for now. But the lab work was fun. The lab side of it was really fun. It's very um, soothing to my autistic brain. It's very structured. It's very procedural. It's very much the same every time you do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you get this result. You know, it's like, I love it. I love it. I love it. So I'm like, cool, I could do this all day. Um, so that's a, that's a possibility. We'll see how it pans out in the future. But anyway, this semester has been a a very stressful semester though because this class um, is a five credit class for a reason. This teacher gives a lot of work. The exams are really hard. Um, it's just a lot. You're in class for four hours, two hours for lecture, two hours for lab. It's a lot of note taking. It's a lot of sitting. It's a lot of material to digest. It's a lot of studying outside of class. We had a presentation to give, a 10 minute presentation. We had a bunch of papers to write. Um, I am at the very end I'm at the, I have, let's see, one, two, two and a half weeks of class left. And then it's the, it's the end of the semester. So, um, I'll be okay. I'm I'm making it to the end. (laughs) I was afraid this class was going to ruin my GPA, but I, I kept up, I kept my grade up. So it's fine. It's just been a lot. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, yeah, so I'm I'm getting through. I'm getting through. <laughs> I'm also planning a lot of vacations, a lot of time out of town. I just went to Texas, saw some family down there. My brother lives there uh, with his girlfriend and my nephew, and uh, my dad lives there, and my grandma lives there, and it was great to see everyone. Um, I won't go like too deep into like my family stuff on the podcast, but, um, my, my dad and I have had a a sort of a bumpy past. (laughs) We've, we've had a rough go of it for reasons that I don't really want to talk openly about right now, but, um, there was some, there's some stuff, there's some trauma, there's some unresolved issues. There's, it's just been it's been a rough go for us. Um, but my dad and I, uh, and we haven't been, we've been estranged for a couple of years. We haven't really spoken much and there's been some, there's just been some stuff going on. I don't know. It was, it was really stressful and really sad. And we, uh, had an opportunity when I was there to talk and really clear the air on some things and really sort of take some steps toward healing our relationship, which I don't know that I ever, uh, anticipated that that would ever happen. So, um, I'm, I'm grateful. And he seems like he's changing in a lot of good ways, which is good. Um, because sometimes when you have a family member that you don't get along with, there's a reason that you guys don't get along, you know? Um, and I'm fully on board with the idea of like, you should not, um, feel, like you have to have a relationship with someone who is not healthy for you just because you're related to them. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't stick around and, and be abused or made to feel a certain way, uh, just because someone is your sibling or your parent or your aunt or your cousin, you know, it's like, 
oh, well, like we share the same DNA partially, like that doesn't mean that you get to make me feel like poo. So um, I was hoping that my dad and I could resolve some stuff. So because I, you know, everyone wants a relationship everyone ideally would like to have a relationship with the important members of their family, like their parents. It's not always possible. And I, I knew that I had come to terms with the fact that uh, my dad and I might never have that and we might never be good. And I still don't know how it's going to go. Like there's a lot of years of stuff between us and uh, that didn't all get solved in one or two little conversations that we had in Texas. But um, like I said, we're, we're taking some steps and he seems a lot more open to a lot more things now. And that makes me feel hopeful. So that was a good thing. And, um, yeah, the trip was good. Texas is kind of weird. I know I have some listeners that live in Texas, uh, who hit me up on Instagram and they were like, when I posted, I was in Texas and they were like, Hey, welcome to Texas. It's weird here. The weather sucks or whatever. Um, yeah, Texas was very different from California in a lot of ways. Um, I was back to get, I was back. I was glad to get back to California. Um, but Texas was okay. Like, I don't know. It's just a very different vibe and a very different culture down there. And I'm vegan and I'm gay and I'm like, and I'm autistic. And I'm just like such a weirdo queer person. And I just... You know, I feel like I could go to Austin and be okay, but the other parts of Texas, I'm like, God, I feel even I feel even more weird here than I do in California. So I don't know. Um, but it was it was fine. Like Texas, was, I didn't have like a bad experience there. It was just kind of it was definitely different from California. Um, but yeah, that was a good trip. And then now uh, I'm just planning a couple of other trips out of town, small trips out of town. And then Gray and I have a big trip coming up in June going to, we're going to England and I've never been overseas before. And Gray has only been once overseas. Gray went to Thailand, but it was a a million years ago. It was like 10, over 10 years ago. So, um, this type of travel is new to me and I'm trying to not, stress myself out too much in all of the planning and the over, you know, I did a whole episode on my thing about (laughs) planning and, um, and vacations, but, uh, going overseas is a different beast. You know, it is like, everything is different there. The, The currency is different. The culture is different. The plugs are different, which I didn't even think about until I was talking to a friend who does a lot of traveling and she was like, Oh yeah, you have to bring adapters for all your plugs. And I'm like, Oh, I wouldn't have even known that or thought of that. Like I need to find like a guide online or something. If someone knows of like a, like a good online guide or like checklist of things (laughs) that you need to consider when you're traveling overseas, let me know. Or if you live in England, let me know. Like, what do I need to know when I'm coming to England? We're going to London. We're spending a majority of our trip in London, but then we're going for like uh, three days, four days, maybe to Bath. Is that how you say it? It's spelled like bath, like I'm going to take a bath. And there's like the Roman baths there and stuff. So I'm one, I'm assuming it's just pronounced bath. Um, but it looks really pretty there and really quaint and fun. I don't know. Uh, we're excited about it. Um, and 
Gray's grandmother who passed away last year is from England and she is from a place called Weston Supermare and we're gonna hop on over there when during one of the days that we're in Bath because it's not super far from there and we're gonna go see Gray's grandmother's hometown and it's like a really small little town I guess and we just want to go hang out there and just pay tribute to grandma she was an awesome lady um and I miss her very much. So we're going to go over there and be like, hey, grandma, we're in your hometown in England. And it's going to be cool. So yeah, planning that. We're also going to see Pink when we're there. She is in concert. She is traveling. She's doing her European leg when we're there. So we're like, hey, while we're in London, we should see Pink. And so we're going to. We're going to see her at Hyde Park. If any of you guys are going to that concert, let me know. Maybe we could see each other. Um, Yeah, so... That's pretty much it. There's just been like so much going on that whew, it's been a heck of a like springtime for me so far. It's just I'm really excited for this semester to be over. Um, I do have one other class to take after this that's like a short five or six week class um, that gets over right before we leave for London. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to be so ready for that trip just to like get out of here and just go somewhere where my only job is vacationing, which I can sometimes stress out about, but that's why I'm trying to kind of like get things a little bit pre-planned out ahead of time so that we have somewhat of a structured um, experience when we're there. But I'm trying not to over-structure it. You know, there is a line. It's like, you still wanna have free time to like do stuff and just relax and walk around. So I'm trying to strike that balance. Also, if you live in London or in England and there's anything around the London or like Bath area that we should do, um, let me know because I'm open to suggestions. We got a bunch of fun stuff planned. We don't really care too much about the mainstream experiences. Like we're not super into tourist attractions and things like that. We'll probably go by those places like real quick, but we're looking for like cool kind of like off off the beaten path things to do to really experience London and England in like a more non-touristy fashion if we can so <coughs> excuse me oh my gosh the allergies are real and I ran out of Claritin a couple days ago and I haven't gotten to the store to get more Ugh. so anyway I feel like my voice is gonna go out so I should probably end this episode and I've been rambling on about my life for a long time so um anyway that's what I've been up to. And there's other stuff going on. I just, I'm running out of words and I don't really have time or like effort or effort energy um, to say any more things right now. Um, but those are the big, those are the big ones. And yeah, life update. There you go. And uh, yeah, that's it. If you guys want to have access to more episodes, join the Patreon, two bonus episodes a month, and you get access to the Discord server that has a lovely group of people over there being social, social little autistics, interacting with each other in very pleasant ways. So there's that, and uh, follow on the Instagram. Reach out, say hello. Yeah, that's all I gotta say for now. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to me ramble on and on, and I will talk to you all soon. All right, guys, bye.